and welcome back to another edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I am Chip Souza, joined by Rick Fires today. We're with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Ricky, what is today's date? It's October the something. Uh, almost the middle. Almost the middle. It's, yeah. o- it's October, almost the middle. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. And we're trying to rock and roll uh, through a sports season. We've had a few ups and downs. But, uh, Rick, our ups and downs have been minimal compared to what Cassie Lloyd, the coach, the volleyball coach at Springdale Harbors, had to go through, and she's joining us now. Cassie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. Cassie, do you even know what a volleyball looks like anymore? It's been so long <laughs> since you guys have played. Oh, man, it has been. We, it's been, it's been a good couple of weeks, and we've been really unfortunate with the other teams that have gotten quarantined. The three other teams that have gotten quarantined got quarantined on the weeks they were playing us. And then, obviously, we went two weeks of quarantine as well. So, it's been a while. So, we're ready to get back on the court. When's when, the last game yeah, you played? Yeah. What's the, the date? Last, oh, the day. I mean, the last game we played was against Springdale at Springdale. And we were supposed to play Springdale on Tuesday. So, it's been a full round. Wow. So, so not so 2018, they played their last volleyball match, it seems like. <laughs> That's right. That's what it feels like. <laughs> wow. Hey, Cassie, um, I know it's frustrating for you as a coach, but tell me about the girls. Here you practice all week, you practice all week, you look for you forward, you look forward like like me. Uh, my wife tells me, uh, you know, hey Ricky, hey, we're having a spaghetti dinner. Can you can you be out can you be out of the house by then? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I look forward to that all day, all morning, everything bypass lunch, and I get home, she opens up a can of Chef Boyardee. Yeah. So I'm disappointed. Yeah. So what about your kids? I mean, seriously, I mean that that's gotta be really hurtful for those kids. It's been it's been really hard on them. I'm really proud of them. We when we had our home, we had ended up be, having 16 in quarantine at one point. So we had um, wow. under half of our team practicing when wow. we went to those two week periods. That's why we had to. Um, that's why we shut down. But we had so we had half of our team practicing. We only had three varsity players practicing at that time. And so they were, have really been in the grind, but it ended up being a blessing just because those kids got so many extra reps. They got to build relationships they weren't expecting to build. So that was fun for them. But man, those kids that didn't have the two weeks off and then we're all excited, ready to play on Tuesday. And then we get the call on Sunday evening when we're an open, we're an open gym and we get a call that says, Hey, we're actually not going to practice. So then we're, we're in the gym on Sunday prepping for Tuesday and getting ready to get back into it. And then, uh, they get more bad news, but they, as a group, they've stayed extremely positive. We've been trying to bring some different things into practice to make it more fun. Um, but we're just anxious to play tomorrow and excited to get back on the court, praying that everything from here on out just goes smoothly. Cassie, the one thing I heard you saying there is that if this is giving those kids that wouldn't get a lot of reps, it's giving them an opportunity to get a lot of reps. And I think right. I, I appreciate you finding the silver lining in this and and uh, and trying to turn this. Uh, you know, absolute negative into a positive. And, and who knows, that, that may pay big dividends for you guys later on down the line. For sure. I totally agree. And that's the thing we talked we talk to them about, like, if we're in practice and we're able to be here, we're going to make the most out of it and we're going to stay positive. Um, and that's something that what they looked at is, and it's been hard because my assistant has been out. She just came back this week. She's been out all season because she had a baby. And then obviously COVID throws that in. So I've been doing JV and varsity by myself. So I know I haven't been given the full team and every kid the attention and love that they've needed in practice. So when it did get to a smaller group, um, they got a lot more attention than uh, they weren't being able to get due to the circumstances. So that was a plus as well. That's awesome. That's how many awesome. kids you got on team? When you have a full team, everybody there out of quarantine, how many you got mm-hmm. on the team, varsity? Twenty. Our varsity, we have 17. And 29 all together? 29 total, yes. Wow. And you're doing all that. Wow. 
Yes. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure that keeps you. So, Cassie, when, if uh, according to schedule, would, mm-hmm. could you, would you, will you have a match on Thursday night? We will play tomorrow against Bentonville West. Okay. Okay, so maybe you get back on track a little bit. Now, Paul Boyd mm-hmm. is not here today. He's out covering uh, the 6A State Boys Golf Tournament over at uh, Shadow Valley in Rogers. So he's the kind of the volleyball guy that we have. He, he right. covers all that. But he and I have talked back and forth a little bit about the conference tournament that you guys are going to have. So can, can you kind of give me a little concise uh, uh, little idea of what that's going to be like and when that's going to be? Sure. So – Next week's our last week of conference play, and then the following week on Monday will be the first round of the conference tournament. We have a bracket laid out, and how it will work is um, the one and two seed of the conference will have a bye until the semis. The three and four seed will have a bye until the quarterfinals, and then everybody else will play round one. They are seeding the conference tournament based on overall wins in the conference season. Gotcha. Um, which is unfortunate a little bit for us because we've only played three conference yeah, matches. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's how the seeding's going to happen. Um, and then we'll play next week, Monday through Thursday. The game will be hosted at the higher seed gym. And then that's how we'll determine state seedings. Okay. Hey, Cassie, um, on Tuesday and Thursday night when you're not playing, do you go out and look at the other teams? And if so, who have you been impressed by? <laughs> Um, I haven't gone to many matches. I've gone to, I've okay. actually, on those Tuesday and Thursday nights, I never get to see my junior high teams play. So I've tried to be going okay. to see them. Um, but I think our conference is extremely competitive. Obviously, Southside and Fayetteville are at the top. They're well-coached teams, very high-level volleyball. Bentonville, to me, is always impressive. Coach Coach Smith does a great job with their program. Um, those three have really stood out to me. Rogers again, also has some really high-level team kids on their team. Um, they're always someone to worry about. Springdale actually had an awesome week last week. They went two and zero last they week. So I was really impressed with yes. them yeah. and um, what they what they did last week was awesome. Well, Cassie, uh, I know that you know going into the state tournament, that's going to be the end of this month um, mm-hmm. in Fayetteville. Now, in football, what they've done is any if, because of the teams that had to cancel games or whatever. Every team in uh, in seven A in football is going to be in the playoffs. Is that what they're right. doing for volleyball too? For all sixteen teams in six A. That is not what they're doing. Okay. So that's what our conference tournament will be decided on. So gotcha. with the conference tournament, they'll still take the top six. So the top six out of the conference tournament from our conference will go. I believe that the other side of the state, they haven't had any issues and they won't need a conference tournament because they haven't missed games like we have up here. So they'll still take their top six. The conference tournament will decide the top six teams for the state tournament. So basically what you're saying, is the 7A Central doing the same thing or do you know? Um, I don't believe I don't believe they are. I think that they were able, as far as I know, they were able to complete all their games. So the conference tournament isn't necessary because they got to do a double match with everybody in their conference. Gotcha. Now, Cassie, will the Monday matches that's going to pit the what the seven and eight, I guess, seeds against each other or something like that, and the um, losers done? Is that the, is that the word? The five will play the eight. The six will play. Uh, the seven. Okay. And then yes, so the, that will the be losers are the losers are finished. Their season is over with, and then and then everybody's left will go on to the state tournament. Uh, is that right? I, yeah. I gosh, I'm not looking at it right now. We have the bracket out. Um, I think that will be a double. Okay. Um, okay. I need a look. I need a. I need a look at that. That's um, okay. So Fayette, well, so Fayetteville's going to host the six A state tournament um, That's there, right. and of course the finals will be back 
down in Hot Springs. The volleyball state championship will be back in Hot Springs um, again this year. So, so mm-hmm. that is stall still in play. Um, it's you're yes. kind of taking a circuitous route to get there, but the <laughs> right. goal the goal is no matter how many right or left turns you take to get there. You know that that's yes. what, you know that's the goal. That's and, right. The opportunity is still there to make it to the tournament to win a championship. Everyone's got the opportunity. Well, that's fantastic. Well, listen, I know that you got to get ready for. I'm, I'm going to say practice. I, I know you guys have practiced. <laughs> you're probably sick of practice, but yeah. But uh, go ahead, Ricky. You got one. Yeah, more? I mean it's really unfortunate what's happened to you and your kids. But man, I like mm-hmm. your upbeat attitude. You you're not complaining too much oh woe is us oh woe is me so uh good job there cassie and uh, thank you i appreciate get it back out there that's fantastic thank you we really appreciate it cassie thanks for being on with us and uh, hopefully we'll have a a, a harbor match to uh, write a story on here here pretty soon thank you yeah i hope so hopefully wow. tomorrow thanks for being here so that <laughs> okay, was cassie lloyd so the, cassie lloyd the volleyball coach at springdale harbor rick they've gone a couple of weeks without playing and i you know i cannot even imagine you know how but i guess it's uh, I love the way she's she's kept yes. this thing positive. It's been almost, I guess, like a spring practice kind of a thing for them, or a spring workouts for them to to you know to keep it going. Yeah, but you know, nothing beats a game. I don't I don't care if you know if there's nobody there, an actual game. And uh, you just got to give her credit for – she said she's coming up with different things, make practice interesting because it really can be the doldrums. But uh, a good job by Cassie. You know, uh, nobody needs to be on the court more than the Springdale uh, Harbor Lady Wildcats volleyball. Well, that is fantastic. So what we got coming up, we're going to have a 6A West Conference Volleyball Tournament that will start week after next. Yep. Those the top six teams out of that conference, and that's going to be played at various sites depending on the seating for the conference tournament. Which you know, Southside will host, and Fayetteville will host, and or yeah. maybe something like that. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. So that's coming up. So the top six teams, the six teams that survive that conference tournament, will go on to the state yes. volleyball tournament, which will be held the twenty seventh through the 29th of October at Fayetteville. And of course, the two champions that come out of that from each side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. We'll go advance to the volleyball state championship matches down in Hot Springs the following week. So the Rick, overall, when they play them all at once, all right? at once. So Rick, that's all still in play for yep. these girls, and that's fantastic. That's all it's you know what it's about, and uh, so they still have that in front of them. They took a little. Windy road to get there, but 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 what's that's that big the, word you said a while ago? Circuitous. Don't ask me to say that again. No, I may not be able no, to say that a, again. I, I'm sticking with windy road. And I like I, that. And I absolutely could not spell it. So we're going to take a break right here. When we come back. We're going to be joined by the guru of the gridiron and the sultan of stats, Leland Barclay. So stay with us. We'll be right back on Prep Rally the podcast. And we are back. This is the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Rick Fires. We're with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We just had a nice visit from Cassie Lloyd, the volleyball coach at Springdale Harbor. Rick, who says that they haven't played a match. I'm gonna, it's been about three weeks. Yeah, man, they've been, they've been practicing, practicing, practicing. But, you know, that kind of gets old, and nobody needs to get back out on the court more than Springdale Harbor. Uh, hopefully they have that game tomorrow night. Well, one guy who doesn't need practice is the guru no. of the gridiron and the sultan no. of statistics, Leland Barclay, who down in Fort Smith, who joins us right now. Leland, thanks for jumping on with us. 
<laughs> well, you're uh, you're quite welcome. It's uh, it's been a challenge keeping up with statistics this season, and well, just games and scores in general, I guess. Absolutely. It's uh, I don't know who first coined this phrase. It's a fluid situation, but that that has never been more of an accurate description of 2020. Anything in 2020 is fluid. You better stay fluid and stay on your toes and be ready to move. And our coaches have done a good job with that, Leland. Don't you think? And finding games that you know when one game gets canceled, they've been burning up the phone lines. Uh, they hadn't been like Green Acres climbing up on the telephone pole like like uh, Oliver Douglas does, but they they've been getting it done. I tell you, um, from the administration, the athletic directors, the superintendents, the coaches, the players, the fans, all the all, everybody throughout. I think has just been fantastic. Absolutely, th- throughout this whole thing, and I'd give them an A. And the only reason I would, wouldn't give them an A plus is that, as far as um, you know, some of the press box things, um, you know, the things that we've had to go through, which yeah. haven't been difficult at all. Right. But it's been different because the first five games I covered this year was in five different press boxes. Okay. And they were all slightly different things like you know one of them i had to have my temperature taken a couple of the others we had to ask questions it's just been um a wide variety of things right uh, that we've had to do just to be able to get in the press box but i'm just glad that they're playing and that uh you know there was a couple of weeks ago i think there were 15 games canceled which sounds like a lot but right. there were eighty five but there were eighty five games that were played. That were played, yes. And that's the thing so, that we need to focus on is the positive aspect of that. Exactly. So I mean to to tell those other eighty five games, well, hundred and seventy teams, no, you can't play because of these few would just be ridiculous. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I think all the way across from the administration down to the fans, it has been just uh, everybody deserves big kudos. Yes, sir. Hey, Leland, you know, we're the last ones on the list. We do this for the kids, sports writers, not very important uh, in the big picture. You know, we love to uh, cover the game. But even me, you know, uh, I cover a lot of smaller schools, and, and you can't hardly get in the press box there. So I'm down at end zone trying to look on the other side of the field to see what's going on over there. So that's difficult, but that doesn't compare anything to – uh, I talk to coaches on Sundays afternoon when I'm trying to do my player of the week. They're watching film. They're getting ready for a Friday game. And then Beaumont, uh, the athletic director of Fort Smith, said they got a call Wednesday that they weren't going to play their original game. Then they got to head turn around and play Fable on a Wednesday, which gives you Thursdays usually a walkthrough, which gives you a half a practice prepared for your Friday game. Like I said, you got to be fluid. Yeah, just the, the flexibility of the coaches and the players. It's just, uh, I mean, it's it's really to me. I mean, just been remarkable at how um, at how great everybody has been throughout this. And and like you said, just the flexibility and trying to find games. And and how about how about Robinson going down to Texas yeah. to play at the last minute? Yep. Boonville, Boonville last week decides their game gets canceled. They'll say. And they said, "Sure, we'll travel to Warren to play the Lumberjacks." Yep, they did. <laughs> you know, you know, and you, you know why, Leland? Why did they go, Rick? Because Boonville ain't 
They ain't scared. They ain't scared. They, no, they didn't play anybody. They they, they, they would have played uh, Fayetteville or Northside too, had, had you know if they if they'd have had to, because Boomville hey, ain't scared to play anybody. You talk about a budget. You know all these schools they depend on gate receipts, uh, concession stands. that has been shot. And the South Side they think they're going to play if Rogers Rogers canceled because of the concern. And then they travel all the way down seventy one to Texas Canada yeah. to play. Yeah. But you do it for the kids. Absolutely, that's what you do, and that's the only reason you do it. Only reason. Absolutely. So, Leland, we're going to veer away from football real quick, and we're going to talk about a more important matter. I know you're saddened. I was saddened. The, anybody who's ever listened to any kind of music was saddened to hear about the passing of Eddie Van Halen of uh, Van Halen on uh, Tuesday. You know, there's there's things as we go through life, especially as we go through later in life. There are things that I guess we happen that we kind of it affects us a little bit differently. And first, for me, it was Bob Gibson this week. Yes, right. Uh, another, because it's, it, you know, that's part of our childhood, especially mine, having grown up in St. Louis before we moved to Van Buren when I was 10 years old. Uh, so Bob Gibson and then Eddie Van Halen, you know, which Van Halen, when I went to the University of Arkansas, I lived at Yoakum Hall. Okay. And I can thank Van Halen for being the uh, the first time I got written up for a dorm violation. <laughs> Play it too loud. <laughs> was playing Van Halen out out of our dorm room window with gigantic speakers. Yes. After, after a Razorback basketball game. Rick, I mean, uh, Leland, I give uh, Van Halen uh, is is uh, they're the reason I'm like half deaf and, and you know and can't hear because of you know cranking it up as loud as you could go. But, you know, if you didn't listen to Eddie Van Halen's Eruption or, you know, uh, Beautiful Girls or Panama or, you know, whatever at full blast, and you just – you weren't American. <laughs> well, and you can't and you can't play – you really got me unless you intro it with – Oh, wow, the intro. Eruption. Eruption, that's you correct. You that's can't play those separate. That's right. Um, Leland, he's in my top five guitarists of all time. Where does he rank for you? Oh, absolutely. There's there's no doubt, especially that age group that we are. Absolutely, he's in the top five. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, what and what 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 a lot of people uh, might not know or remember. <laughs> if you grew up in the Van Halen era, chances are you might not remember uh, but, <laughs> for various reasons. But you know, Eddie Van Halen was a virtuoso. Um, his parents were both musicians. His brother was a you know a talented musician. Um, they were all classically trained from a very young age. And he used that classical training uh, and just took things to a whole new level that no guitarist before him had ever done before. Well, and that, of course, musically, and of course, he's high on the list of just being a man because Valerie Burton. Absolutely, and he'll always oh, wow. get my props for that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody argues those. Hey, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar said. Give me Valerie Bertinelli. There day. you go. There you go. And by, Absolutely. The, and, by, and by the way, it's Sammy Hagar, and it ain't close. It ain't close. Okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, saddened to hear that, uh, you know, but what a jam session they probably had last night, you know, up in heaven with uh, you get Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan in there, Jimi Hendrix, and now you got Eddie Van Halen in there playing. You know, that's three, uh, you know, you'd love to sit in on that jam session, wouldn't you? <laughs> Well, and it just, you know, it, it keeps growing. Yeah, and, and like I said before, yeah. every time it just takes a little bit more of our youth and, you know, away from us. It does, it does. And I'm yeah, working. Leland, yeah, go ahead. Leland, uh, there's, I'm a little bit older than you guys, and I always loved Blue Eyes Sold Righteous Brothers. Yep. They did a song in the 70s called 
if there is a rock and roll heaven, we got a hell of a band. Yeah. And that band keeps getting better and better up there. It does. It does. That's a good it, point. It, it's sad for us. And I, I was listening the other day, uh, Rick, I listen to country music every now and then, and this made me, the 80s passing yesterday made me think of this, that old George Jones song, Who's Gonna Fill Their Shoes. Who's and, Gonna Fill Their and Shoes. And you know who's going to fill their shoes? They're not. You're not going to ever. Not. You're not going to fill nope. the shoes of, of, of those guys, of, of an Eddie Van Halen, of a Stevie Ray Vaughan, of a Jimi Hendrix. And uh, we, we still have Jimmy Page around, and we still have Eric Clapton, and, and, uh, and we still have Billy Gibbons and some of those. But, uh, but you know, we're, we're losing them. And, and, uh, yep. uh, because, I, like I tell people, uh, that calendar doesn't go backward. It goes forward. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Leland, what uh, what's on the agenda for this week? Uh, uh, as of right now, I haven't heard of any big major games that have been canceled. Um, what what are you hearing? This is Rick. What time is it? Wednesday. It's uh, it is uh, almost two o'clock. Okay. Uh, so, what what cancellations have we heard uh, 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 today? Actually, only a couple at this point. Now, I do see that some of the teams in extreme. South Arkansas are starting to move some of their games to Thursday night to avoid oh, the hurricane, Delta, hurricanes, whoever it is yeah, next. It's Delta, and she's bringing so, she bringing quite a show. And she ain't Delta Dawn either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she isn't. But so a few games have already been moved. I, I've seen for for that. So you know, on on top of the other stuff, now we have some weather. Yeah. I saw, as well. uh, Leland, I saw Mina against Dover was canceled, and Mina's looking for a game um, on Friday night. Um, and so it looks like Fayetteville's going to get to play their first conference game this week. They'd missed uh, conference games back-to-back weeks. So it looks like they're going to get to play their first conference game. Of course, it is still 2 o'clock on Wednesday. Anything could still happen. Uh, but hopefully they'll get a conference game in there. So, uh, you know, fluid, keep moving forward. That's all you can do. Well, and, and I guess I didn't realize this. I was talking to, you know, Coach Burns at Ozark yesterday, and he was talking about how, um, I guess, some of these conferences, you have to get so many conference games in to be eligible for conference championships. And, of okay. course, that's still that's still important for teams. Sure. They want to, you know, they want to win a conference championship. But on top of that, there's, there's going to be seeding. I don't want to say problems, but there's going to be some seeding issues as yes, far sir. as the playoffs. Yes, sir. But I don't think anybody's going to be very upset about anything because, you know, in the middle of August, we weren't real sure that we were going to have high school football. You so, are correct. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that a few seeding issues here and there is going to be a very big thing like maybe it would have been normally. I think teams will just be glad to get into November and playing playoffs and, uh, you know, finishing seasons. Well, and, you know, Leland, you can't make everybody happy. And I know the uh, Arkansas Activity Association is going to do what they can do to benefit the most teams, and uh, that's all that they can do. And, and uh, it won't be perfect, but, they're <laughs> hey, this just in. 2020 is a long way from perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, Leland, too, we uh, and Rick, we may have our first NFL casualty this week. I mean, it's very possible the Tennessee Titans will not play this week. Uh, 20 positive COVID tests this week. So it's, I mean, they're not even able to get into their, their facility. So it's possible that you're going to see the very first NFL casualty game due to COVID. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, in college, too, it's, you know, there's, uh, I, get, I mean, gosh, there's complete conferences that aren't even playing yet in Correct. college. Correct. Correct. So I think we have it pretty good here in Arkansas on Friday nights. We do, we do. We're going to keep, you know, like I said, you know, keep masking up, you know, follow the social distancing guidelines, 
and uh, and keep it keep in mind the only thing that matters in any of this is is for these kids. Yep. That that's all that matters is them. And I've I've always said, tell me the rules, and I'll go by them. Exactly, exactly. Well, Leland, thanks for being on uh, with us today. I know uh, you're going to sit back and crank up Van Halen a little bit. I'm working on a playlist for my one of my workout classes tomorrow. That's a tribute to Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen. Um, so uh, I could have had a you know a 40 song playlist if I had wanted to. It was hard, Leland, to narrow that thing down to 12. I had to get it down to 12 songs, and and uh, that was hard. So. Um, and I'm toasting uh, Eddie Van Halen tonight, all the Van Halens, and uh, Valerie Bertinelli. So you just to- you toasting anybody? I'll be anybody. dinged out. I'll you're be dinged <laughs> out for about two hours. He's toasting anybody. Just yep. go ahead and tell the truth. He's toasting anybody. That's it. There you go. Well, Leland, thanks for being with us, and hopefully you'll have a game Friday night, and uh, we'll just keep on moving on. We'll talk to you again soon. That was Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith. He is without question, Rick, the Sultan of statistics. And the guru of the gridiron. There's no question about that. If there's anything you want to know about uh, high school football in Arkansas, he's the go-to man right there. He's the guy. Well, Ricky and I are going to sign off now. And, uh, again, don't forget, folks, going out to high school football games or volleyball games on Tuesday nights and Thursdays or a cross-country meet, wear your mask, stay socially distanced. It's very important now as now as we really start to get into the what would be the regular flu season. Yep. Um, you know, it's even more important that you follow these guidelines and, uh, you know, don't do it for you. Don't do it for anything other than the kids, you know, put the kids at the forefront because they don't get mulligans. They don't get a, they don't get a do over, uh, you know, their, their senior year or their junior, whatever it is, is not going to happen again. This is it for them. So keep, keep that in mind and keep them in mind and, uh, and just, Wear your damn mask, like like uh, like Baker Mayfield said. Wear your damn yeah, mask. Yeah, it's not that go. hard. If Baker Mayfield said, "I graduated from OU," if I can if I can <laughs> think of this, anybody can. And I, that's the one thing Baker Mayfield's ever said that I agree with. So uh, I'm Chip Souza. I'm gonna say say so long for Ricky Fires and me. Thanks for being with us on the Prep Rally Podcast, and we will catch you next time.